What's up, gang? If you're on your way to work, I hope that uh, you have a, I hope you have a half day today. I know that that's not like a normal thing, but sometimes every now and then at jobs, there's like a half day, and I feel like it often comes on a Friday. So you get to start the weekend a little bit early. So I hope that's the case for you today. I hope you're heading in for a half day. I actually hope you're not heading in at all. I hope that yesterday you just found out that your dad had a Mickey Mantle rookie card or a Honus Wagner card and you cashed it in and you got to retire. And you know what? The first thing you did was you were like, how how can I celebrate better than uh, by listening to Corey Ryan Forster's very well-produced rant podcast? That's what I'm going to do. Not going to get a boat. I'm hopping on the sub stack, baby. So I hope you're having a great day. Being off work is actually the nature of why I'm even shouting into my phone right now, because as I'm recording this, not as you're listening to it, but as I'm recording this, it is 8.03 p.m. Thursday night. Uh, My Thursday night has been spent making pasta for my niece. It was wonderful. She is my favorite person to cook for, because so far, uh, there's never been any complaints. She loves everything. If I make, as long as there's noodles and there's cheese, then she is super happy. So I made her tonight a sort of uh, spin on macaroni and cheese. It was, I don't know if you've ever heard of these noodles, but they're called, uh, di- I'll say it in the Italian way, Ditalini, the Ditalini. <laughs> they're these little teeny tiny ringlets that I had actually bought to make like some sort of Italian wedding soup, as it were. And then my sister comes over, and uh, and this is how this goes every time. She'll go, well, I got to get out of here because I got to go make LJ something to eat. And then she'll look at me with her big old doe eyes, which I know means, hey, it would really hit for me if you would cook LJ something. And hey, as a trade-off, that means you get to see LJ for at least 30 minutes longer. So naturally, I did. I take these little Ditalini uh, uh, ringlet noodles, boiled them up for 10 minutes till they were a little al dente. All I did, it was very simple, y'all, was uh, because I'm making it for a child here. I shaved a little Parmesan in there and uh, cut up some tomatoes in there. Uh, I had uh, air fried some carrots to get them soft because LJ likes carrots. I put them in there. I know you're thinking like, that's crazy. Carrots and pasta? Well, you ever heard of Balinese, biatch? <laughs> uh, did that, shaved the Parmesan in there, and then little tip, by the way, for everybody, just a, a half a slice of American cheese. Number one, it gave it the the yellowness that mac and cheese has that make kids recognize it Im- immediately, but also it helps emulsify all that Parmesan cheese, and then just a splash of cream, and it was freaking delightful. I cut up some some of last night's pesto chicken in it, it was tremendous. It was like a refrigerator pasta. That's not what I wanted to talk about. That is how I spent my night. And then I just got, I'm, I'm in here doing the dishes. I'm unloading the dishwasher and reloading it with the stuff that's in the sink because I'm doing my best to be the greatest husband that anyone has ever seen, especially during the pregnancy. I'm not bragging on myself because I've had to do things that normally I wouldn't want to do, but like I am. I have dedicated myself to making my wife's pregnancy as easy as possible, and I do plan on continuing to do that as a man for the rest of my life. I take pride in it, and it's not. I don't think it's because I'm a good person and I'm a good husband. I think it's because I'm competitive. I think it's because I know that all the wives at Amber's 
place of work at school, I know that they all talk about their husbands and I want to be number one. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not even, I'm not even really doing this for Amber. I'm doing this so that when all her friends are bitching about their husbands, she'll be like, "Mm, I really got it good. You know, like on Valentine's day, I sent the big ass roses. I know these sons of bitches were getting the $50 arrangement. Not me. Now, I want the delivery driver to hurt his shoulder bringing the flowers in there so that all her friends can see. That's right. Daddy number one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm unloading the dishwasher and, and doing all that stuff. And then my wife called me and she said, guess what? I said, I have no idea. She's at the meeting three right now working her last shift because her ankles are getting swelled up and we're about to have a baby. So she's going to have to quit. And I said, I said what, baby? I don't know. And she said, there's supposed to be severe weather tomorrow. And I said, oh, no, are we going to be okay?" And she's like, that's beside the point. I don't have to go to work in the morning. And y'all, I just realized there's these little moments that I have that make me go, oh, man, you really did the right thing in marrying this one. And it is that I I got so excited that my wife didn't have to go to work tomorrow because I my favorite thing in the world is day dates. I love it. I do not like night dates. I will go on a night date. Don't get me wrong. But at nighttime, I really like to spend my nighttime at the house under a blanket reading a book. But day dates? Oh, I love it. I've got so much energy. There's not as many people out. There's not drunk morons. It's just fantastic. And I also love running errands. I don't know what it is about me. I think it's because my mom was a big errand runner and I was like, While my dad was at work a lot, I went on errands with my mom. So there's part of me that, look at y'all being my therapist. There's part of me that associates having to go to Target with love. So I just love it. And this also changes the whole game, y'all. Like on Thursday nights, normally she has worked at the school and she has worked at the restaurant, meaning that when she comes home, it is time for her just to put her feet straight up and there's no hangout time. And I love the hangout time. My wife is the only person that I hang out with. Have y'all ever heard me on a podcast talking about, I was hanging out with my buddies earlier. No, and no, and you won't because I don't have any. I do. I have some. We text. But when it comes time to hang out, it's just with my wife. And when she told me that she didn't have to go to work tomorrow, I have immediately fantasy booked all the things that we're doing tonight because she gets to stay up late because she doesn't have to wake up. And y'all, I'm about to make some more butter. I'm going to make a honey butter and we're going to make cookies and I'm going to put honey butter on the cookies. That's how excited I am. That's how hard we are celebrating. We're also going to completely catch up on shrinking. I don't know if y'all watch shrinking on uh, Apple TV, but it's a breath. I love it. It's from the Bill Lawrence, the creator of Ted Lasso, and it's a similar Uh, the creator of Ted Lasso and, of course, Scrubs. And it has a very Scrubs feel to it. It's comedy, but it's emotion. I love it because it deals with uh, mental health. And y'all know that that is something I'm extremely passionate about. And I feel like anytime mental health can be brought to the forefront on any type of platform, it brings us one step closer to that stigma going away. I'm not sure that that stigma will ever completely go away because it's so ingrained in our society to think that taking care of your mental health means you're weak or that it's just, it's fugazi, it doesn't exist, you know. Um, But anytime it is represented in art as a positive thing, I think that's wonderful. I hope that I'm able to do something like that 
one day, but my point is we're catching up on shrinking. You should totally, uh, you should totally check that show out. I'm also going to make her watch Patriot Games. I think the Jack Ryan movie with Harrison Ford. I say that because Harrison Ford is in Shrinking, and it's got, and he is delightful, y'all. Harrison Ford is every single thing that you want him to be in this show. The all the interviews you see with grumpy Harrison Ford, and you think, I wonder, I wish Harrison Ford would play a character that was like how I think he is. Well, you will love the show Shrinking because that's exactly it. So I just wanted to pop in and tell you I'm excited, and I, I really hope that y'all have someone in your life. Uh, that makes you as excited as I get when I find out that my wife don't have to go to work. It's a real blessing. It, it makes me uh, it makes me realize that, that I married the right one. You know, still getting excited over those things, and uh, you know, I think it's something to be celebrated. I think there was there was probably a time in the world um, where, like, as a man, especially where I'm from it probably wouldn't be socially acceptable amongst like your friends to like brag about wanting to hang out with your wife. I think that like so many people, like especially comedians, you know, and I'm not faulting anybody. It's the stupid world we live in. It's not one human being's fault. But like for years, you know, the stand-up comedian cliche has been like, oh, my wife's bringing me down or like, oh, my, my bitch of a wife at home and blah, 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 blah. And like, I think that it's like a, it's like a chicken or egg. It's like, did all that, did we really hate our wives? And then, so we started talking about it or did we make it funny to start talking about it? And then people, cause I, I know dudes who have been with a woman for like a year and they already talk like that. And I'm like, dude, if you're already talking like that after only being together a year, that, that's not good. Like, do you know what the honeymoon phase is? It's supposed to last a little bit longer than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And me and my wife's honeymoon phase is way long gone. Like, we are in the, like, we are, we are partners now. You know what I mean? There's not, like, you don't feel the butterflies like you used to. That's natural. But, like, you, you settle in, and you're like, damn it. If I didn't want to be with you, we wouldn't have got married, you know? And I just think that there was a time when, like, I might not have been comfortable just going, I love my wife and I love doing activities with her. But I'm super glad that we're in a moment where I think more men are starting to to be more open about their feelings. And it's something that's very important to me, um, you know, like, because I'm about to be a dad. Like, my dad was not very lovey-dovey. I love my dad. My dad is awesome. He he was a great provider. And all of this is just a... Um, he was a victim of his generation and his father. And... Um, and again, we have a wonderful relationship, but like I'm I'm very excited to I feel like maybe it's millennials, like my generation is going to be that generation that breaks the mold on, "Hey, we're here, we love our wives, and we're going to kiss our sons." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh that's just me at least. Obviously, I don't know how this is going to go cuz the kid hadn't even come yet, but I've been doing all these things to like mentally prepare myself. I've been trying to be, I think the first step is like, be a better husband. And then if you're a really good, if you, you're a better husband, then you'll be a better dad. So like treat from now on, the only two people that matter are your wife and your son. And if you can just make every decision with that in mind, like you're going to make some mistakes, but at least you did, you know, your best. Sorry that I'm I'm really I'm putting myself on the couch here with y'all, <laughs> but uh, that's how I feel. And I just wanted to share that with you that I'm excited, and I hope that there's somebody that makes you that excited too. And I hope that if you're going to work today, that 
um, it's a short day at work and you get to go right back home to that person, uh, you know, whether that be a man or a woman or a non-binary person, it don't matter. Love is love is love, my friends. Uh, by the way, as you're hearing this, I will be uh, toiling away on, it's already halfway done, the second installment of Time Travel Talks with Colonel Cornbread. I'm having so much fun doing this. It is a editing I don't want to say pain in the ass. I think I used to would have said pain in the ass, but it's an editing joy. It's difficult. I'm in way over my head, but I'm having so much fun with it. I really appreciate the feedback. So that episode will be coming to you later today. Uh, Also putting the finishing touches on a new podcast that is going to debut here first on the Substack and then go uh, global to all the podcast uh, uh, whatever it's called, where you get your podcast, but y'all will always get the show. You'll get it early and you'll also get it ad free. Everybody, when everybody listens to it on iTunes or whatever, they'll have to sit through a bunch of ads because you know, daddy's got to make money. Uh, but if you're a subscriber over here on Substack, you ain't got to listen to the ads because that's a uh, part of your benefit for being a paid subscriber or free subscriber. It's okay, too. By the way, I've had a lot of people say that they're like, hey, I don't want to pay by month, but I would like to make a one-time donation because I really appreciate the quote-unquote content that you make. That is not necessary, but if you do want to do it that way, PBS style, my PayPal is buttercreamcory at gmail.com. But just remember, I'm happy for you to hang out for free, and I love all of you that pay the $5 a month. Can't wait for y'all to hear the new time travel talks. Have a wonderful day. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.